Welcome to the Holistic Living Hub podcast. I'm your host, Laura. I'm a naturopath and founder of the Holistic Living Hub. I'm here to remind you that blooming into the most happy, healthy, high vibe version of yourself is the most important work you can do. Each week, I'll be filling your mind with gems of wisdom, sweet little reminders, and all things holistic living to help you come back home to yourself and start living your best life. Plus, I'm not afraid to have some unconventional conversations and challenge the mainstream narrative to help awaken you to new ways of thinking and being. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode eight. I just wanted to start by just giving you a little bit of an update in what's happening in my world because a lot's been going on, a lot's been shifting and moving for me. Last week, I did take a week off from the podcast because I was just feeling a lot more internal and I just wanted to give myself that time and space just to relax and like a lot's been happening in all sorts of areas, like even just the last month. So I just felt like, you know what, I'll just take this week off. It's just one less thing to put on my plate sort of thing. And it was really great. And I also actually, Mark and I, we got a van. So the intention for that is to actually just fully deck it out and like with a shower, a kitchen, a bed, toilet, all of it and hit the road. So that was a big, that happened on Friday. So I've had a lot going on in my mind and yeah, so I've been (laughs) in a good way distracted, but um, yeah, a lot's been happening. So we're hoping to get the van on the road by Christmas time. And the plan is to really just travel a little bit around Victoria and then making our way up through New South Wales, Byron Bay, like we've got friends sort of throughout that space. And then exploring eventually Queensland and finding a place to settle because the plan has always been to end up in Queensland. We just didn't know when. And we actually had the idea for the van over a year ago, but we got distracted, you know, by work, life, all of that. And it just sort of got forgotten. But the idea came back to us a few weeks ago. And this time we were like, yes, let's do it. It makes so much sense because we want to settle in Queensland, but we didn't know whereabouts. Like we don't know all the areas there and what sort of area. Like we're thinking Sunshine Coast, but more inland. But we want to suss out the space and figure out where we want to actually buy and settle. So we thought the van's going to be perfect for that as well. And yeah, just to travel before we like settle down, have kids, all of that. So I feel like we have the freedom right now. So that's what's been happening in our life. I've been so crazy busy just like researching how I want to design it, deck it out, like all the things because all the appliances are different, like they're specific for caravan van sort of things. So there's a lot to consider, but I'm grateful Mark's a carpenter. So he has an idea of what he's doing, but we're both in a way just winging it. We're just making it work instead of getting stuck in the, oh my God, that seems like a really big job. We're like, okay, what steps do we need to take? How can we make this happen? All of that. So we're super pumped for that. If you want to follow along that journey, we made a little Instagram account. It's at Mala Movement, M-A-L-L-A dot movement. And basically the name Mala is just our names joined together sort of things. <laughs> Nothing fancy there. So we'll share all van related stuff and I guess lifestyle and just sort of how we're going to make that work all on that Instagram account. So if you want to follow along, feel free to. But for today's episode, I want to talk about the concept of everything is happening for you and not to you. 
And I know this concept can be sort of hard to grasp. I know it was for me when I was like in the mess, like literally my lowest of low points, crying on the edge of my bed, just like pretty much like why me life is like out to get me. So I know how hard it can be to see like the divine plan when you're literally in the ring getting hit and everything's not going right. It's you're not getting what you want. You just literally feel like you're getting onions sort of thing and that was the position I was in for like years so I was playing the victim in my own life I was constantly complaining about all the bad things that had happened to me and asking like what did I do to deserve this and I'd just be in this cycle of repeating all of these stories over and over and over again which literally did nothing except keep me stuck in a suffering cycle and just reaffirm to me how the whole world was out to get me and against me. Now it's only been the last few years that I've actually come to realize and truly understand just how much these past experiences have actually served me. And I think a lot of people would probably agree that it's always in hindsight that you actually start to connect the dots and how they happen and play out. They start to make sense, but it's always in hindsight. So I want to share a few examples from my own life where I thought everything was like falling apart, but in the end, it all worked out. There was always light at the end of the tunnel and I always learned something from that experience. So the first example that I want to share is when I left school really early. So I left school at 15 and I always changed my mind all the time. So I know a lot of people naturally assume that leaving school or dropping out of high school is a mistake. And for some people, it could be viewed that way. But when I left school at 15, I started um, doing a hairdressing apprenticeship and when I chose to make that transition, a lot of people would ask me, like, what if you change your mind? Or I'd get lectured about how important school was, things like that, which, yes, I agree. Education is absolutely important, though at that point in my life, I was getting nothing out of schooling at that time. I was bored. I had completely lost interest. I got to a point where, like, I was in year nine and I would just listen to music and draw pictures in class. So... I wasn't growing and evolving in that environment. It had become very stale to me and it was sort of due to my like early high school experience. So when I was in primary school, I would always do my best. I was like absolutely loved school. I wasn't the smartest kid in the class, but I tried to put my mind to it and I would make it work. Though when I transitioned into high school, I lost that spark. And that was after I actually tried out for a high achievers program. So that was the program that the students sort of got that that extra sort of attention education wise. And some would even say that the better teachers were in that program. So I tried out for that, but I didn't get in because you have to like submit this whole portfolio and take a test and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't get in because I think it was only open like two class schools were getting it out of the whole year level. So um, yeah, I, I didn't get given a spot. But I was assured at that time that I'd be put into a class of kids that wanted to learn. But instead, I was put into a class that literally no teacher wanted to teach. There was a point where we had a substitute teacher for like a whole term. And because I was in year seven at that time, I was transitioning and I was just like, I sort of just gave up. It was literally at a point where kids were swearing at the teachers. There was chairs being thrown across the room. It was nuts. And I just totally lost interest. I was like why even try? And I think in that transitional year, it's sort of like a make or break year. So it downward spiraled from there. And by the time I got to year nine, I was just like in class, just sitting there listening to music on my iPod and 
drawing pictures and I think I'd even like write lyrics out from songs. I'd listen to a song and just write the lyrics out. So that was where I was at in year nine. And I remember one of my teachers saying like, I'm just happy to babysit you guys, like do what you want. I'm done. So in that environment, when I got offered the hairdressing apprenticeship, because I was actually a shampoo girl. So I'd do that on the weekends in a salon and the salon was actually around the corner from my house. They actually offered me an apprenticeship and I just decided to go for it. My mum was super supportive. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Go do that. And I stayed there for a year, but my boss there was super abusive to all of her staff. I was like at a point where I would do anything to just please this woman. I'd buy her lunch. I'd be like, do you need anything from me? Like just trying to please this woman. But she was just the type of woman who would come to work and she'd have it like she'd bring her home life into work and it would just like fully unleash on all of her employees. So um, it wasn't just me. I know it wasn't anything personal, but it was, wasn't the type of environment that I wanted to be at, especially at 15. And my mom was just like, nah, enough is enough because yeah, I was just getting anxiety around that sort of environment. So I found another apprenticeship. Um, I got signed on. I ended up staying until I was qualified and I worked there as a qualified for a further year. But by that time I'd lost interest in hairdressing and I don't know if it was to do with the, I guess that early environment that I was in or it just wasn't something like my passion had changed. I was more into sort of fitness and nutrition at that time. So I sort of got led into a different direction because at that time I was training really hard at the gym. So I ended up doing a PT certification. So I did that while I was working at the salon casually. And by that time I was like, uh, I think I want to learn more about nutrition because I was also having my own sort of health challenges, even though I was working out and eating what I thought was healthy. So I was really fascinated about nutrition and getting to know the body a bit more deeply. But at this point, I wasn't sure what path to take, like whether I should study dietetics or just nutrition, naturopathy, herbs. Like I just had no idea about higher learning because I had never finished high school. So I didn't know of all the pathways and what I should do. Like I didn't want to make the wrong decision, especially when you're investing, you know, like a lot of money and time into the higher learning. But I remember having a conversation at the time with my boyfriend's dad. So he was really, really helpful in this situation. He was like, okay, Laura, everything that you're looking at, it's in the same sort of field. So just start with something and then you can evolve it from there. Like you can't go too wrong. So I ended up enrolling into a triple advanced diploma of naturopathy, nutrition and Western herbal medicine. Now, keeping in mind that I had never even sat a proper exam in my whole life because I dropped out in year nine. So I was 15 when I dropped out. So I had never had to sit an exam, but I managed to make it work. I got through, I passed with flying colors. I'm the type of person that when I set my mind to something and I'm passionate about it, I will make it happen. So I taught myself how to study. I learned how to write an essay and how to read all these scientific papers and all of that. I even remember one of my teachers sitting me down. She's like, how are you doing this? You like left school so early. How are you managing? And I just said like, 
when I'm passionate, <laughs> I can do anything. And my mom has, bless her, she's always said, Laura, you can do anything you set your mind to. So I'm really grateful for that. So I managed to get through that. But after finishing that, I didn't stop there. I've gone on to study so many other things, natural healing arts, and just continue to evolve my, I guess, tool belt or skill sets, all of it continually. So I, I haven't stopped. I think a lot of people, I guess, they get out of high school or they get out of their higher learning and then they just stop there. But I'm a true believer in like life school. <laughs> There's a lot to learn through life and it doesn't always have to be education wise. It can be experience wise. So I guess that's where I try my best to challenge my comfort zones. I don't like to sit in a comfort zone for too long because I understand that I'm not growing there. So I've learned to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But I guess the lessons that I want to share from leaving school at 15, I learned a lot. So I learned how to save money, how to communicate and relate to people in the real world. I remember when I was just first like putting the little apron thing we call them a wrap, but putting a wrap on the first like client, I wasn't even doing their hair. I was just, you know, shampoo girl and put the wrap on and greet the client. And I was so nervous to speak to them. And even when I was washing their colors out, I was like so quiet. And then I eventually built the skill set of conversational piece. So I'm really good at small talk, really good at starting conversation. So that's really served me. Um, I guess in just building those communication skills, because I think anyone can agree. Most hairdressers can just talk out their ass. They can just talk and talk and talk. So that was really a really valuable skill set that I learned through hairdressing. But I also learned how to self-motivate myself and also that there's no right or wrong path. Like I've changed directions so many times and I've always learned something valuable along the way. So I could have gotten stuck in trying to make the perfect decision when I first left school, but I just took action and I've always sort of gone with what's inspiring me or exciting me. And it's never really led me astray. Like obviously I plan, I'm, I'm a massive planner. So just because I go with what excites me doesn't mean I plan. Like I don't just make a decision out the air without thinking about it. I think about it. But then I also don't think about all the negative like what if scenarios and let that stop me from making a decision. Like I plan, think about all possible scenarios and then I'm like, okay, how can I make this happen for me? So that's how I sort of approach things or I've learned to approach things. And this is also why I believe that there's no such thing as failing. It's like everything serves its purpose and has a lesson. I've learned so much along all my different directions. Like some people might think that I've failed at certain things, but I have learned along the way. And that's what I choose to give my attention to and see. And I also believe that nothing is a waste of time because I can't tell you enough how many times people have said like, oh, you're not doing hairdressing anymore. What a waste of time. Oh, you didn't decide to go ahead with PT oh, you wasted all that money and time. Like what a waste. Like you're not sticking with it. But those, I still learned valuable things from there. Like I learned how, as I said, how to communicate with people at hairdressing. I also learned a lot about the body and met amazing people when I was doing my PT. And that gave me the clarity to move on to naturopathy and nutrition. Without those steps, I may have not taken that path. I wouldn't have gotten that clarity around wanting to learn more about nutrition and herbal medicine and all of that. 
what I think is a waste of time is actually just spending all your time thinking about making the perfect choice. <laughs> and it's no such perfect choice. I think clarity comes with action. So that's how I choose to operate and it works for me. So I'm just sharing from my experience here. And the last positive thing that I want to also share from leaving school early and I guess changing my mind and all of that because I started working so early, I actually was able to save a lot of money for like an 18 year old, for example, because a lot of people don't start earning money until a lot later. So I was able to save my money because I didn't really have much to spend my money on when I was, you know, 16, 17 and 18 until I got a car. So when I was 18, I actually was able to invest in a house with my mom because my mom wasn't actually able to afford to purchase a house on her own because she was a single mom. So me and her came together and I was able to put my name on the house, invest some money into it and make that happen for the family. So I made that investment when I was 18. And now that I'm 25, we have just sold that house. So it's settled on the 30th. So my mum was able to actually make a lot of money. I was able to get my investment back and invest that into Minor Mark's new home on wheels. So that was really, really helpful. And I guess that wouldn't have happened if I didn't leave school early. So there's all of these little hindsight blessings that I just really want you to, I guess, look for in your own life. Now, another example that I want to give that I think a lot of women, I guess, if you've been through this, you'll be able to relate to, but my first two relationships, which did not work out and they weren't the best experience for me. And until I was about 20 years old, I honestly thought that something was seriously wrong with me because those two relationships didn't work out. I was cheated on and all of that. And I was just left feeling second best all the time. And despite knowing that my partner was cheating, I stayed. And I honestly thought in both relationships that I was better off staying and trying to make the relationship work because I honestly believed that my next partner, it was like inevitable, like every man's gonna cheat on me. So I may as well like make this work instead of like risk actually investing and trusting in a new person. So I chose to stay in a broken relationship because the thought of putting my heart and trust into another man was just unbearable. Like I didn't want to do it. So I hung in there, but eventually both relationships just got to this toxic sort of moment where mentally, like I just had to leave. There was no trust. I was deeply unhappy and I just didn't really see a future anymore, but it took a long time for me to get to that point, like lots and lots of like hard lessons to learn. And although I still loved both of these men when I left them, I finally chose to love myself a little bit more and put myself first. And that's something that was the hardest for me. Like it was never really something that was taught to me growing up, like, you know, self-love, all of that sort of stuff. And especially through my experience of like feeling so unlovable, it felt impossible. Like just loving myself wasn't an option. But once I did finally choose to put myself first, everything opened up for me. And I actually started to understand the lessons of those relationships and how they prepared me for my future one with Mark. And again, this is only in hindsight that I have realized this because if my past partners didn't betray me over and over and over again, I am a very, very forgiving person and I always try to make things work. Like once I'm committed, I am committed. So I'm committed to making things work no matter what. And I remember thinking that something was just wrong with me because no matter how much I tried to make things work, it just kept happening. 
But now I see that I just hadn't learned that lesson yet. It was going to keep repeating itself and repeating itself until I learned how to respect myself, how to put myself first and how to show myself love instead of trying to get it from others. And also how to set boundaries as to what I would and wouldn't accept and find out what I don't want in a relationship. And lastly, the most important lesson that I learned was how to trust my intuition as there was many, many circumstances where I knew in my heart and my gut that my partner was being unfaithful, yet there was no proof. And of course they denied it, but in the end it all came out and my intuition and gut feeling was always right. So from that point, I just like said to myself, that's it. I am in full trust of myself and I trust my intuition. And the light from this experience was feeling second best. And I guess like being treated the way I was treated and experiencing heartbreak, all of that. It's actually what has helped me be able to truly appreciate a good man and the man and partner that Mark is to me today. I know that if I had met Mark like first up, if I had met, if he was my first partner or like even just the first guy that gave me attention, I would have friend zoned him straight away. And I think a lot of girls or women, they friend zone the nice guys. Like they just don't get the attention that they deserve. So I know that through experiencing that heartbreak, I am absolutely just 100% able to fully appreciate how Mark shows up for me in the relationship. So that's something that, yeah, I just know I wouldn't be able to fully appreciate without experiencing the other side of relationship and that heartbreak. And the example three that I want to give is my mental and physical health breakdown. So I used to get so upset with my mind and my body for all the freaking pain that I used to experience, like with my digestive issues, for always getting sick, for always feeling the way I did mentally. But it was these things that led me down the path of nutrition, personal development, spirituality, and all things natural living. So through my experience, I'm able to actually empathize, help and relate to people who are going through something similar because without going through my own experience, I wouldn't truly understand what it actually feels like to be in a state of depression, anxiety, have digestive issues, feel like your body is literally broken. I wouldn't get it fully, but it's allowed me to sort of fully understand and overcome and be the example for people as well. And lastly... The last example that I want to give, there are many examples and I'm sure you'd be able to find so many examples in your own life, but this is the last example that I want to give, which is actually Melbourne lockdowns, which has actually given Mark and I the extra push and to finally bite the bullet and take the chance to finally just start to downsize into a van. So without the time these lockdowns have given us to like actually reflect, we probably wouldn't have come to the decision that we did. We probably would have just gone on with our lives, kept on working, kept on living in the house that we're living in, even though it's beautiful. But we know we've always wanted to go to Queensland and we had this idea of traveling in a van and exploring last year. So this time in lockdown, it's really given us that pause and that time to be able to reflect. So this time in lockdown, it's really given so many people, I know a lot of people are making career changes, like just changing their way of life because they're out of autopilot. We've sort of been snapped out of that, you know, groundhog day. A lot of us were just going through the motions, going to work, coming home, eating, sleeping, working out, whatever the sort of like typical day was. 
it's all been disturbed. And I think that has served some people in regards to actually like being able to take inventory of like, am I happy with doing what I'm doing right now? Do I want to keep following this path? Do I actually want things to go back to normal and just go back to that job that I actually hated or keep living the life that I'm currently living or keep showing up how I've been showing up? So I I know for a lot of people, it's been such a blessing and an opportunity to really make some changes and in some cases make some drastic changes. And although I don't actually know how this whole van life adventure is going to play out, like we have no idea. We're, We're just at the start. We're just starting to build it and all of that. So we have no idea. And some people might be like, oh, it's a wrong decision or it's a silly decision. Why would you invest all that money in this sort of climate and all of that sort of stuff? But at the end of the day, I know that it's not going to be a wrong decision because I don't believe in wrong decisions. All I know is that we are probably going to fucking learn a lot through the experience and it's probably going to take our relationship to a whole new level. Like we're going to be together. Literally, we measured it up. It's like the size of our kitchen. We're going to be maneuvering around each other in such a small space. So I believe that there's going to be a lot of lessons and a lot of new opportunities um, in exploring and all of that. So I'm excited. And I guess I'm in a place right now where I refuse to let those sort of, you know, negative what ifs from taking over. Like I I just don't give it enough space in my mind. I'm like, how can I make this work? How can I get this done? Let's do it. And I just make an epic plan and focus on all of the amazing things that could happen and be birthed out of it instead of letting that fear gremlin take over. Now, in saying all of this, of course, I didn't necessarily want or intend to leave school early, have a crappy first boss, be betrayed by the men I loved, get sick constantly, suffer mentally, have messed up digestion or want the lockdowns in Melbourne to happen. I wanted none of that. That was never my intention. But these are all examples of how I may have gotten what I needed instead of what I wanted. And all of these experiences really helped me evolve into the person I am today. I learned so much from them and I'm now incredibly grateful for all of them. So I think that's why it can be hard. Like when you're in it, you're like, some people will say to you, oh, just be grateful. There's always, there's always light and rainbows and everything. I understand that it may feel shit right now, but in a year's time, in a month's time, in a week's time, your perspective might change you might start to see the light and the lessons in your situation or your past situation. Everything's happening in the past. When when you really look at it, not a lot is going wrong right now in this present moment. It happened a day ago, a minute ago, a week ago, whatever it may be. So you're choosing to focus on something potentially that happened in your past. When you really get focused on the moment, nothing's wrong. That's all for this week. So I hope this served you in whatever way it was meant to. And as always, I'd love to know your takeaways from this episode. And if you had any aha moments, please feel free to jump into my DMs. Alrighty, so enjoy the rest of your day and I will chat to you next week. Bye. Thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode. It's one of my missions to keep freedom of speech and holistic wisdom alive in a time of such wild censorship. So please, if you've gotten anything out of this episode or you would like to support me and my message, please leave a magic filled review on whatever app you're listening from and share this episode with someone you think would benefit. 
I'm so grateful for your support. Have a beautiful week. Big love and bye for now.